Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. One seventeen with Stephen McIver, 0800 150811 or 8833 on the Temper Bedpost text line if you uh, want to give us your dad best dad joke before 3 o'clock. Uh, Wayne Barton is an English writer who has written 20 books, primarily connected to his beloved Manchester United, books such as Beckham, The Making of a Megastar, and the biography of Eric Cantona called King Eric. He is the perfect person to connect with today over the current mess at Manchester United. Wayne, thanks for joining us. Are you surprised, relieved or disappointed that Man U have ripped up Ronaldo's contract? Um, yeah, a little bit of a mixture of everything, really. I'm disappointed with the conduct that he showed because I think it was unnecessary. Surprised by the timing of it and uh, relieved that it, it was dealt with pretty swiftly, to be honest. Um I, I think there's a number of things, a number of things um, that came out with the interview. I mean, we all knew that, it, well, we all suspected that Ronaldo's time was up at the club, and, and nobody I know was really that disappointed to see him go. I mean, disappointed in the aspect that he's a club legend and you don't want to see it end like that. But we all sort of accepted it, it would be inevitable since the summer, really, and. Um, so from that point of view, we, we everyone was kind of accepting of it. I think it's just the way that he's gone around it because there's no real reason for him to do the interview. Um, but I, I do want to say that, you know, the club do get a lot of criticism for the way that they handle a lot of things. But I think that they've handled this situation very, very well. I think they've backed the manager. And I think um, in this situation, because the manager's the most important person and he needed to be shown to be backed, um, I think they've done the best thing that they could possibly have done for him. Don't you think Ronaldo did this deliberately to get the release? Absolutely, yeah. I think it was done to instigate the exit. Uh, what I don't understand is what, why he did it in such a way to burn the bridges as badly as he did, because that part of it did seem unnecessary. By all accounts, the club were quite willing and quite happy for him to go in the summer so long as um, and they weren't even looking for a big fee for him if, if they were looking for one at all and um, it, it wasn't the club standing in his way of an exit it was Ronaldo's deliberate choice of wanting to go to a Champions League club and nobody wanted him so that's not the club's fault they weren't standing in his way um, and I, I guess if they if he'd have put this um, proposal to them informally you know, over the last few weeks, if he had just said, look, can we just terminate the contract in January? I don't think even then the club would have been that disappointed. So, yeah, he could have handled it much, much better. And uh, to be honest, I, 
I have a little bit of sympathy for him because when the sound bites came out before the interview, which obviously there was a lot of speculation about what was going to be in it, and then when you watch the interview, um, I, I do see a person still struggling with what he went through earlier in the year, and I wonder how um, how much clarity he's got and how much headspace he's got. But obviously, he's wanted to leave the club. Um, he wanted to engineer the exit, and you know he's got it. I just wish that he, he would have handled it better. Well, it's done now, and the question remains, where will he go? Does he stay in the Premier League, or does he go elsewhere? Does he go back to Europe? What What is the feeling? What's your understanding of what's going on? So the, the club who were sort of making the biggest noise about going in for him just before the end of the window were Chelsea with their new ownership structure. And I don't know how true it is, but there was a little speculation that the new owner there had a little bit of conflict with Tuchel and that was part of the reason why he went. So um, it could be revisited in January, but there were some stories a little bit earlier today saying that that's not going to be the case, that you know they've looked at it again, they've revisited it and they're not willing to go in for Ronaldo at this time. So I don't know really. I mean, one of the things that will be interesting will be to see how he does in the World Cup because he... His team will be open that he, he uses the platform to make himself look like the most lucrative free agent, um, which I think might be a bit optimistic. Um, there was a talk that he might go back to Real Madrid for a few months because of Benzema's injury. Um, that, that seems a possibility, but even the, the talk of him going back to sporting seems unreasonable at this moment in time because of... Um, of the fact that they are building a team for the future. They're not just building a team that can accommodate a short Ronaldo farewell tour in the same way that Manchester United went uh, a year ago. So um, I I don't think anybody really truly knows um, where he's going to go, not even Ronaldo himself, which is curious to say, you know, the the decision that he's taken at this moment in time, um, considering that he probably doesn't have a definite exit, does seem like a big gamble on his end because... Um, United are still the biggest profile club in the world, uh, regardless of the troubles and trauma that they've been through over the last few years. And he's definitely going to be taking a step down, so it will be interesting to see where he goes. Ronaldo in his prime was sublime to watch. He's not in his prime anymore, is he? Do you think it's someone struggling with the fact that age is catching up and form is not as it was? Yeah, I, no, I think that's a really good point. Um, I think that uh, I, maybe I question the people around him, maybe even the pe- the people at the club who, uh, you know, back in, in the day when he was at United, people really did stroke his ego, but they had the right people around who knew how to get the best out of him. And what he, he needs at this moment in time, or what he needed at United at least, was someone to put an arm around him and say, look, you can't do the things that you once did, but you've got all the talent and you've reinvented yourself a couple of times in your career, that you can do that again at United and still be useful. Um, I don't think that those people, or, or he has people like that around him at the moment. They, you know, Obviously, you could see from the Piers Morgan interview that he was saying, oh, you're still the best and everything like that. And you know, I've enjoyed watching Ronaldo. He's thrilled me for years. And I even enjoyed watching him back at Old Trafford, breaking the records that he did over the last year. But he's clearly not the same player that he was. And it, 
it's not going to do him any good if he doesn't realise quickly that he's not the same player that he was even five years ago. There's a, a massive difference in the way that he plays, um, a massive difference in the way that a team has to accommodate him. I'm not saying he can't be a valuable player even at the top level because he's got such tremendous experience. I just think that, yes, yeah, somebody needs to sort of give him a reality check. Um, and, you know, it's strange that he seems to be protected from that at the moment and maybe, maybe it is pride coming before the fall. The other issue that surrounds Manchester United is that now it would appear the Glazers are going to put it up for sale. Uh, Liverpool, it seems, is on the, on the block as well. Do you think these owners have realised they've made as much as they can out of football and there's no more to make? Or it's just too expensive and they don't want to keep spending money? Yeah, again, probably a bit of both. I think they've reached a crossroads with United where maybe they were hoping that the European Super League would um, be more straightforward than it has proven to be. And obviously they would face a massive backlash if they reneged on that decision, you know, to possibly enter it again with the talk of it rearing its head. And then it becomes a, a matter of how much more money can they make from United and how quickly are the debts that the club are servicing um, going to affect the, the day-to-day performance. And we've reached that we've reached that point in time, really, because they're going to have to start investing a lot more capital in order to you know make the improvements that United need to make, the infrastructure, the training ground, um, and the, the stadium itself. And this is before we talk about the... You know the the staff, the playing staff, and all that sort of stuff to keep the club competitive on the pitch. There's a lot of um, moving pieces in there that I think they've reached this moment in time where they felt, well, we simply can't. We don't have the collateral. We don't have the the finance. The you know the expendable money to be able to put into the club to make those kind of improvements. And um, they at the moment they're still a massively um, valuable asset in terms of being a sporting brand so they can still make a ton of money based on the fact that they never paid a penny of their own money to to take United over in the first place so this is probably the best moment the best possible moment for them to get out So are they asking for unrealistic money or is Middle Eastern money going to buy another Premier League club what is the early talk on this? Well the earliest talk has been the uh, possibility that Jim Ratcliffe could come in. He's a Boyhood United fan and he's got the um, he's got the capital to you know to take over United. And that's the speculation at least. Um the politics over who, you know, if it is a state or if it's a, a Middle East consortium or, or something along the lines of the the regime that took over Newcastle or Manchester City, I don't think um those kind of Rumours sit he, he sit really easily with many Manchester United fans only because there's a you know there's obviously a lot of political controversy um, with that United even being taken over by Jim Ratcliffe you don't really need massive investment from outside the only thing that United supporters have ever really wanted is for the club to be self sustainable it's the one of the biggest profitable clubs when it when it's allowed to stand on its own two feet alongside Barcelona and Real Madrid it's the strongest sporting mm. brand in football so it can survive by itself and it can compete on its own merits you know no club has got a divine right to win trophies no club has 
ever survived a transition completely intact in, in that they don't need to evolve. So United will need to evolve and they will need those kind of in, improvements and financial investments around certain areas of the club. But we're not, I mean, most fans aren't asking for, you know, billions of pounds to be put in in the same way that Manchester City had it. Um, they just want the club to be able to thrive by itself again. So um, the, the the most encouraging talk is that of Jim Ratcliffe because because of his um, previous love um, that he's declared of United and his previous interest in, in buying the club. And I think anything... Other than that, when we're talking about the Middle East or other consortiums of that nature or other potential buyers of that nature um, would probably induce some uncomfortable conversations and, you know, things that we'd have to confront. Well, maybe there's one final thought on this one. Maybe uh, any prospective buyer should allow the fans to buy in. Yeah, um, I know that that's been talked about in the past. I think it was around the time uh, just before the Glazers took over. There was uh, there was discussions about you know uh, a share, um, some kind of scheme put in there that supporters could buy a number of shares. And it, I think that earlier attempt was done to design. It was designed to protect the club against that kind of takeover, um, but not enough supporters. I think anticipated how damaging that could be to the club. So I think this time around they obviously would, and I think you'd see a massive oversubscription in that if you know if that um, available if that's something that comes available, then I think you will see supporters really take that option up uh, as much as they possibly can because of, you know United now have such a global brand and everyone's so aware about the ownership and the travails of the ownership that the opportunity to be a supporter who's on board with owning a piece of the club and having a say in the future of the club, I think that would be something that would be very interesting and popular you know, around the world. It would be a very smart move. Wayne, thanks for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of the season quickly. Who wins the World Cup? <laughs> um, maybe Japan by the, the, <laughs> the start of it. You know, I don't know. Spain were very impressive. Um, Do you know England? I might stick my... um, I'm not going to go as far as to say it's coming home, but England looked really impressive in the opening game. They've got... um, I don't know what it is about Southgate because outside of tournament football, they don't look really good or really impressive, but inside tournament football, they do. What I really liked about the win against Iran the other day was the fact that there was a togetherness, that Rashford and Saka, who had so much controversy... Uh, so much stick after the Euros final were on the score sheet and they looked so happy playing for England and you know what it could be their year it's, it's been it's as good as good a chance as they've ever had Fair play thanks my friend for your time Take care Thank you When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese tomato and aioli so we doubled it chicken and Macca's together and loving it Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.